Chapter 23 Shadows Against Shadows The Alnasi woman's way around the thinny's entrance was narrow and low, and also filthier than the floor of an antlin's roost. The passageway was not a tunnel at all, merely a series of cracks and crawl spaces and home to a thousand generations of rats. Something had recently disturbed the denizens, sending them into hiding. Kyla didn't fear rats. In fact, she quite liked them roasted. But she didn't like the idea of thousands swarming over her head and shoulders as she crawled through darkness. Yika led the way, slipping through a low space without letting her knees touch the ground, spider-like. Kyla had prided herself on her agility, but Yika's limbs seemed as bendy as willow branches. Rajin brought up the rear, cursing softly every time he bumped his head, which was often. He carried the candle. Kyla had thought it odd at first. It seemed Yika didn't require light, and Kyla didn't either, now that she could relax her senses into the zing whenever she chose. Yika had known this. She'd also known that Rajin would need light. A puff of breeze crossed Kyla's face, carrying damp freshness with it. A growing rumble in the ground told of running water, and a waterfall. They came out directly over it. The plunge of water fell away below her. The air was full of cool mist. But the waterfall was not what drew the curts of awe from Kyla's throat. Yika had led them to an overlook above a town, a town entirely underground. Some dwellings were carved into the side of the cavern wall. Still more appeared to be hewn from the bedrock of the floor. The windows glowed with orange light. Streetlights stood at the intersections of lanes. They burned with an odd amber light, shedding flickery rays that quickly dwindled into the ever-present shadow pressing from all sides. Rajan elbowed next to Kyla. The shock of the fantastic cavern caused him to drop his candle. It tumbled into the waterfall and disappeared. Yika gave him an irritated shake of the head. She muttered something that sounded like, stupid. Kyla reached out for Nax. Where are you? In a box. Closing her eyes, Kyla raised a hand and pointed in the direction of her cat. When she opened her eyes, she was pointing straight at the heart of the small town. Where is everyone? Rajan asked. Nobody knew, so nobody answered. But not a single thinny wandered outside of their stone home. The fact that the town existed at all surprised Kyla. Thinnies were disdained even by cheapskaters. It looks ancient to me, Rajan said. I don't think the Thinnies built this. And you did not build cathedral or divide, Yika said. Humans like Hermit Crib. I don't see a way down, Kyla said. There wasn't so much as an outcropping in the wall stretching down to the subterranean lake. Then you are blind, Kyla sigh. Yika flashed an evil smile, then lunged forward. She arced into open air, tucked, and completed several somersaults as she plummeted. She entered the lake headfirst, sending up a tiny spray behind her. Moments later, she emerged, raising an arm, and waved for Kyla and Rajan to follow. The boy stiffened and breathed a curse. Fear sparkled in Kyla's stomach. She liked it. Remember your vow, novitiate. Still grinning, she threw herself into open space. Her dive was not so elegant as Yika's. She entered the water feet first. Engulfed by a cold as hard as hate, she nearly lost consciousness. Instinct took over, and she stroked for the surface. She broke into fresh air. 
A high-pitched cry sounded from above her and was immediately followed by a splash. Rajan came up swearing, tossing his sodden locks to clear them from his eyes. So there was more to the boy than Carla had first thought. Her father had always said that fear was a strainer. Those who could go through it got through it. Those who couldn't go through it got stuck in it. Breath heaving against the chill, she swam for the shore. Yika already stood there, dripping. As Kyla sloshed out of the water, the Alnasi woman handed a small vial of black liquid to Kyla. Kyla sniffed it and winced at the sharp smell of liquor, worse than Quitsanglo's trez. Small seep, make blood warm. Kyla obeyed. Only a few drops touched her tongue. She swallowed fire and shuddered with relief as it spread from her belly to her limbs. She expected to see steam rising from her skin as her body flushed. She handed the vial to Rajan. He took a small sip, coughed. He handed the vial back to Yika. What is that? Yika tucked the vial into the folds of her black shirt. Secret. The mysterious liquor warmed Kyla inside, but her skin still tingled with icy goose flesh. Though Yika's clothes dripped like Kyla's, she didn't shiver at all. She motioned for Kyla to follow and continued away from the shore of the lake. The cavern floor here was dark and strewn with gravel. Behind Kyla, Rajan stumbled and cursed as he tripped over larger rocks. Kyla still held to the zing. The rocks were shadows against shadows, but she could sense them. Yika didn't possess any Mercus ability, but some other power or instinct deftly guided her feet over obstacles in her path. Now that they were on the floor of the cavern, Kyla saw the buildings more clearly. The tall, rectangular blocks were separated by narrow alleyways, perfectly straight. Narrow stairways led from street level to upper floor rooms. The only signs of human habitation, aside from the lights and buildings, were the clothing lines stretching high above the alleys. Worn trousers and patched shirts hung from all of them. Yika stopped behind a boulder twice Kyla's height. She motioned Kyla close. Rajan crowded in, too. Your escaped captive warned them, no? It took Kyla a moment to understand. Her escaped captive. Kyla cursed herself for forgetting Saki. The thinny boy had surely told the other thinnies that he and his companion had been attacked. The thinnies were a mysterious people, and rarely seen even in the sewers. But they weren't weak, just cautious. Maybe Saki had exaggerated how dangerous Kyla was. That made sort of a sense to her. After all, he was a boy bested on his own turf by a cheapskate girl. He had to tell them she was as fearsome as the Phantom of Winter Night. Kyla rather liked that idea. Yika darted from behind the boulder. She led them in a circuit around the fringes of the town. She angled for a promontory accessible by a gentle slope on the far side. It gave them a commanding view of the town. Nax, Kyla sent. I'm here. Kyla thought she knew which building her cat was in, a structure much like the others, dead center of town. Narrow streets bordered it on all sides. The weird street lamps illuminated every approach, so unless Kyla could fly, there was no way to get there undetected. Maybe there's a way in underground, Kyla said. Rajan started to say something, then Yika cut him off. There, the Alnasi woman pointed. A door had opened on a building close by. Three thinnies came out, escorting a small, familiar figure. The thinnies led Finta away from town, toward an arched opening in the cavern wall. Come, Yika commanded. She didn't wait for Kyla before slinking away into the shadows. 
Kyla didn't move. Nax's growing fear buzzed in her mind, her heart. She wanted to shrink into herself, to hide. What is it? Rajan asked. He touched her shoulder. She shook his hand off. Let's go get Fenta. She stalked after Yika, sick with fury. She hated herself for leaving Nax behind. She hated herself for hesitating to go after Finta. Without the old woman's tincture, Wen would die. I'll come back for you, she sent to Nax. Kyla and Rajin caught up to Yika at the passageway. The Alnasi woman fixed Kyla with a long, unreadable gaze. Kyla felt judged and found wanting. Yika held a finger to her lips, then stepped into the darkness of the passageway.